is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, another episode that I think is really going to help so many of you out there. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that a lot of you probably clicked on this episode because you're in a relationship right now and you're like, oh shit, what are these four things to know? So hopefully this will help you. And for those of you about to get into a relationship, I think it's going to help that much more. You and I both know that a relationship is a committal. It's a sacrifice. It's a compromise. It's really a whole lot. And for someone who has never experienced it or dealt with that before, you're going to face a ton of challenges handling it. But good news for you, I think this episode is going to help with all of the other episodes we've done so far. On this episode particularly, I want to talk about emotional intelligence and really why you have to be what I call Ivy League coherent in it before you get into your next relationship, and if you're in one, assuming a lot of you are, it's only going to help you. One of the questions you're going to ask yourself and really continually ask yourself, is your partner better off with you or without you or with somebody else? And those are questions that you maybe ask a whole lot. And if you are, maybe there are some signs there and conversations to be had. But first, before we get into any of that, you and I both understand how important your health is. I mean, it has to be a priority, especially if you're going to get into a relationship. Have you ever heard of Vessel Health? Well, they provide real wellness data in an instant right at home. Vessel tests essential health metrics from nutrition and hydration to stress levels to help you feel, look, and perform better every day. The brand takes a revolutionary approach to help people understand and optimize their health through at-home assessments, personalized action plans, and ongoing progress monitoring. Seen in Forbes, you can take advantage of a great offer I have for all of you today by heading to VesselHealth.com. That's V-E-S-S-E-L Health.com and use code A-N-T-5-0 for 50% off of your first month. Look, guys, you get about four test cards. It's so easy. I mean, I figured it out, so you guys should be fine. And you can track your health and track everything going on and ultimately improve and get better every day. So again, you can go to VesselHealth.com and tell them I sent you by using code ANT50 for that 50% off. Where I'm going to start this conversation is going to be referring to a book that we've talked about on here many times before. It actually had its first appearance on Tasha's season of The Bachelorette last fall well now into the winter of last year so this I think is really going to help a lot of you out there who are about to enter upon a relationship or are in one right now and the four things that I referred to at the title of this episode are really the four pillars of emotional intelligence and I want to talk about them today and make you aware of them and by the way that's one of them I'm really happy to do this, by the way, too, because I'm not coming off as condescending. And if I do, I really don't mean it. I love being the unbiased person for you that you can listen to and take advice as you may please to do so. Don't go to your partner and try and do this because they might think you are being condescending. And we saw that play out on Tasha's season of The Bachelorette last fall. So with emotional intelligence, there are four pillars, and I refer to them again as these four things to know before getting into that next relationship. The four are self-awareness, which we've talked about many times here before, self-management, 
social awareness, and relationship management. I'm really excited for the last two as the, the first two as well. The goal of all of it, at least for me in this emotional intelligence conversation, what I learned from the book is empathy. Empathy in any relationship is, in my opinion, also one of the driving forces that's going to keep it strong. And I want to run down these four pillars and just examples of how they're going to play a factor in your life and really where to see them and to be aware about them. And I take that right to the first one in self-awareness. For me, one of the big challenges and things that I've overcame in my life is being able to focus on something positive in a negative situation. I can remember two and a half, three years ago, I wouldn't say I was the most negative person in the world, but the world around me was so negative. And what I mean by that is, of course, you guys know what I have done and what I'm doing is not normal for the average high school, college, and now adult person. And when you're hearing a lot of negativity of doubt and people just dealing with the, the I don't even know what you call that, in their own way, it looks negative. And for me to now be able to take a positive out of that and understand that I'm better off because of what happened is an example of being self-aware. Another example of being self-aware, and I think you guys probably do this just as much as I do, is recognizing a bad habit and the effect it can have on you. One of the biggest bad habits that I see, and you guys probably see too again on social media, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're at, is comparing. And we've talked about on here many times before the idea of comparing being the thief of joy And that really can affect so many of you out there. So for me, I try and bring everything in and and keep it into a good perspective to where I know I'm feeling good and positive about how I can be better every day. And I think all of you are feeling the same thing too. I mean, an example for me comparing, I mean, we take this podcast, you compare it to Rogan, you compare it to Alex Cooper, you compare it to everybody out there who is killing it, even Logan Paul. I mean, they're doing insane numbers. We're nothing compared to them. Now, some of you out there are going to say, no, no, you've helped me and I appreciate it. But I also then take that to the people in our relevant range of podcasts that we're kind of competing with. And we are something. So my thing that I'm taking from that is perspective. And that's something that I've talked about on here so many times before. So being able to recognize a bad habit and the effect it can have on you, like comparison and it being the thief of joy, it really is. And I've honestly tried to stop doing it as much, but it's human nature. And one of the other self-awareness things that I've picked up on is learning how to harness your emotional triggers. So things that make you happy, things that piss you off, and really understand how you can better deal with the negative emotions that come of a situation. That right there, guys, all three of those are examples of being self-aware. And I'm Assuming, and I can assure you that one of those three have played a factor in your life, especially if you are a young person out there right now. And that takes me to the second pillar of emotional intelligence, and that being self-management. I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory, so I'm going to fly through this because I'm really excited to get to the last two of social awareness and relationship management. But self-management is actually extremely important, as you know. One of the bigger things that I've 
learned through this and learned in the book is goal setting. And I've really taken a liking to this. I've done this particularly the last two years. So at the beginning of the year, I write down everything I want to do, what I want to accomplish. And I actually make the goals pretty unreachable if I were to tell you them. But then at the end of the year, I look back and I'm like, you know what? I did that. You know what? I need to work on that and improve. That's an example of self-management. Also, how are you motivating yourself? What is that driving force to motivating you? For me, the motivation, and we've talked about this before too, is fear. Like fear motivates the absolute shit out of me. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but we've talked about it before and I don't want to get into it again. That is again an example of self-management. And something else that I've been learning a lot of recently, and I think you guys probably will learn this as you get older, time management, one thing that you're going to try and buy back over your life is time. It's one of the most valuable things, if not the most valuable thing in all of our lives. And how you use your time, who you give your time to, that's another conversation for another day, can really play a huge factor into how you're managing yourself. So right there, those are three examples quickly of self-management and how they play a factor into your life. So right there, and then we have two of these pillars knocked out, and that takes me on to social awareness. And this is where the book, in my opinion, really gets good and in-depth about how these things are playing out in all of our lives. So my first thing with social awareness, and I, I think of this immediately, is identifying social cues. Verbal, nonverbal, which I've talked about here a lot, being able to pick up on nonverbals, you're a young person and can do that. You have a lot of success down the road and in your future, not only with relationships, but in your business life too and in your personal life. And one of the best ways to get better at doing this and being able to identify the social cues is by getting out there and talking to as many people as possible because at the end of the day, if you can determine the verbal and the physical and the nonverbal and non-physical, you're going to be able to determine how everybody else around you is feeling, and that's very powerful. And then something else I think of right away, and we talk about this a lot here too. I got to stop saying that, by the way. This whole podcast, I feel like, has just always been around this emotional intelligence conversation. I mean, how condescending does that sound? But it's true. I feel like I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but it really hits home. Taking other people's perspectives, you don't have to apply them in your life, but I think there is something to be said about listening to everybody else's opinion and then forming your own. You don't have to do what they're saying to do. Oftentimes for me, I speak up when I have to speak up, but I'm typically quiet because I am taking in everything I am hearing because I think Ultimately, that will help change and shape my perspective for the better. Another example of social awareness, demonstrating empathy and compassion for other people. There's a huge difference between empathy and sympathy. And I talked about at the beginning of this about how emotional intelligence, one of the driving forces is that empathy, which really will keep your relationship strong. We all know that empathy is understanding what somebody is going through because we ourselves have gone through it. And then sympathy, you guys know this too, is maybe not entirely dealing with something they're dealing with, but being compassionate and understanding of them goes a whole 
whole length in a relationship. Then I think this ties into showing concern for the feelings of other people. I know as a guy, this can be seen as feminine or whatever, but really at the end of the day, if you can do this, you're a winner and that will continually show every time you have a new interaction. And then one of my favorite parts of social awareness, and I learned this in the book and I've talked about it again so fucking much, expressing gratitude in situations that really can use it and need it. If you can do that and you're young and be grateful for things that are happening to you and voice your concerns over it and voice your graciousness over it, people are going to like you that much more. And I've talked about this too. You don't have to not be authentic. You can be authentic and show gratitude. It's one of those things, guys, I'm telling you. I have learned it and have used it, particularly in the last three years. It has helped me so much. And something else that I pick up on in social awareness is the ability to recognize other people around you and their strengths, but also weaknesses too. It's really important to be able to get that and understand that. And that is a huge part of being socially aware of what is going on. And I'm telling you, it's only going to help. And now to the last pillar of emotional intelligence. And I think all of them have their importance, but particularly with this episode and what we're talking about today, before you get into your next relationship, relationship management and knowing how to deal with certain things that are going to come your way. When it gets hard, how are you going to handle it? It's not about how good it is when it's good. I mean, of course it is. Everybody can be good when it's good. They can be great, mind you. But really, it's how bad it is when it's bad. How do you handle it? How do you navigate it? That right there is an example of managing your relationship. Then that takes me to my second point, which is validating your partner. I don't want to talk too much about it because I know we did an episode on it. It's one of the most important things you can do for the health and longevity of your relationship. Telling your partner you hear them, you communicate with them, that is so, so important. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please do. I know a lot of people liked it and tended to like it because of what we were talking about in that validation. And we really hear what their concerns have been for so long. Also something in relationship management, you'll learn this. How do you handle the trust? Like how do you allow yourself to trust your partner more? This is something I've talked about openly. I've always struggled with that sense of trusting someone because I've been screwed over a lot. And I know a lot of you probably have too, and it sucks. And for those of you out there and those of us out there who have been screwed over more than others, or at least we feel that way, it's really hard to trust somebody. And as you get older, it might be even more challenging. So how do you handle that trust? How do you allow yourself to just be at ease and trust your person. That's something in relationship management that is very underrated. And finally, one of the other things that I pick up on in relationship management, and I would bold this, I would megaphone this if I can make this sound any louder. I know some of you would hate that, but we're still here. Understanding your partner's communication style. As a young person, This is not talked about enough. This is not said enough, and it needs to be talked about more. 
Maybe your partner does not respond well to you being aggressive or firm. They're more laid back. Well, you have to know that and to be able to communicate with them in a way that their communication style agrees with. Because when you don't, that is when you guys will start butting heads and the relationship will spiral. And one thing that I pick up on this, and I've talked about it before, a lot of people are afraid of fighting. I wouldn't say fighting, but people are afraid to be contentious and to have opposing views as their partner. That's a better way to put it. Because they don't really know how they're going to handle and manage the relationship and that conversation. So again, understanding your partner's communication style, if you can do that and you're a young person and your partner can do that too, you guys are in for a really, really good and fun time. So that's the episode. I'm glad that we did that. I I hope some of it helped you at least be aware of a lot of what we talked about. Those four pillars are talked about in the Emotional Intelligence book by Harvard Business Review. If you haven't read it, I would recommend to read it. And hopefully I didn't sound condescending. That was not my intent at all. But as the unbiased person in your life, I'm really happy that I was able to do that and talk about it. And if you're young out there, you are that much better off here today. Shout out to Vessel Health for sponsoring this episode. Take care of yourself. You got to be healthy. You got to track everything that's going on in your body. Go to VesselHealth.com and use code ANT50 for that 50% off of your first month. You will thank me later, and I know many of you have already. Also, you can head to AntFrella.com slash partners for other deals and discounts. They're available to you. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to all of you later. <laughs>